0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. I want you now to open your Bible to the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. And um, I... Uh, I felt like the Lord put on my heart a number of weeks ago to put before the church some very a very important first principle of the Bible, first principles of the Bible. How many want to have a really blessed 2017? Could I see your hands? Amen. You want a blessed 2017? Uh, a a fruitful 2017 where we're gonna spend the next two or three weeks focusing on um, a unique uh, couple of principles in the Bible that talk about how we could have a blessed year. Now, I want you to know that um, I, I brought out my amen box with me because at a certain point, it got real quiet. So this is not like a run-around-the-building type sermon today, like be all happy, but, but here's what I would say, we need to really listen and pay attention. So the title of the series is called Seeds of Power, Seeds of Power, and uh, how many know that the seeds in that hand, whenever someone holds a seed in their hand, that how many know seeds can be very, very and one of the things that the book of Genesis teaches us, and I believe he not only wants to teach some of us from the word, okay, but he also wants to remind some of us from the word that God has designed his world, his creation to function a certain way. And if we live our lives in line with the way he's designed the world and created the world, then we can be blessed and productive and we can remain deeply connected to the Lord. How many know the best way to do something is God's way? So what we're going to do is look at a couple of verses. I, the, the first two chapters, Genesis chapter 1 is kind of like the big overview of creation, and chapter 2 kind of narrows in a little bit, and because of time especially, uh, um, I have to go quickly. We're just going to read a couple of different verses out of both chapters, but we're going to get right to what the key issues are. So Genesis chapter 1, verses uh, 27 through 29, this is now the culmination of creation, and God has now created Adam and Eve. And when he created Adam and Eve, it, the Bible says here, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. How many know we are made in the image of God? Amen. Okay. And because, look at me for a moment, because we're made in the image of God, Okay, that plays a major role on how we are called to live our lives. There are certain things that God put in us, okay, because we are meant to be like him. When God started, when he created the world, the Bible says six days he created, and in a sense, the the impression is that he worked, and then on the seventh day, the Bible says he did what? He rested. Okay. Okay. So now in that context, it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Some translations say, be fruitful and multiply, okay, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Hold that there. So these are now the first words that God has ever spoken, at least recorded words, that God has ever spoken to a human being. And the first thing he said is, be fruitful and increase or be fruitful and multiply. I believe that we could take that. Uh, uh, um, Fast forward into 2017, I don't think anyone would argue with me to say, I believe God still has the same message to his people, and he wants to speak that right into this room. No matter how old you are, no matter where you've been, I believe that our Heavenly Father would say it again to all of us. Be fruitful and multiply. How many believe God wants us to be fruitful this year? That would be the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Do not do you believe that God wants you to have a fruitful year? Yes. Of course. That's God's will. That's God's way from the very beginning. And by the way, this is before sin even entered into the world. This was the pure and perfect plan of God, that the people made in his image would be fruitful and increase and multiply. Okay? Now let's keep going here. It says, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. So now something is being introduced here that is part of the process of being fruitful in a very regular and, and uh, basic way. He says to Adam, Adam, and Eve, look, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. Seed from the very beginning was vitally important to man. Seed was a major part of the way God does things. Now let's fast forward to chapter two. Okay, Chapter One is the big picture. In chapter Two, now you see something here that this is more of a, a a specific unfolding of the events of chapter One, and this is very, very interesting about God and his ways. It says, this is the account of the heavens and uh, of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the heavens and the earth, listen to the key. This verse is very, very important. It says, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up, okay? Why? For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth. That was one reason, okay? And secondly, all right, and then it says, and there was no one to work the ground. And there was no one... To work the ground. For many years, I read this passage and I would read this verse and just go right past it. Like, you know, don't read the Bible like let's get to the good stuff. Every line is the good stuff. And so, uh, and then one day, the Lord really arrested me with this. It said that nothing had grown yet. It had the capacity to produce fruit. It had the capacity to grow amazing things and incredible things, but the world that God created, the world that God designed, he said, even though it already has the capacity, I'm going to wait because I want someone there to work the ground. And when they work the ground, then I'm going to bless it and they're going to increase and they're gonna be fruitful and multiply. And so, from the very beginning, how many know it was God's will for those who are made in His image to work? Amen. See, I, that's why I got the box for me. Okay, <laughs> Amen. Amen. I knew, I knew it was gonna get quiet fast. You see, a lot of people think that work is bad, but how many know work is a blessing? We were made to work. We were made to be productive. God has put gifts inside of us and abilities and all sorts of amazing things. And he wants us to work. And he said, listen, this is the way I have created the world. Okay. I want people to reap. I want them to reap. And I'll make sure that they reap. It's my desire to see them reap greatly. How many want to reap greatly in 2017? Yes, we want to reap from from God, from the hand of God and the blessing of God. However, here are the cold, hard facts. This passage, this verse teaches us that reaping is reserved. Okay? Reaping is reserved. Everyone say that with me. Ready? Ready? Reaping is reserved. Reaping is reserved for who? Reaping is reserved for the sower. What God was saying here is that he created the world, and by the way, he created this year, should he tarry, so that whoever sows, guess what? They will reap. Reaping is reserved for the sower. Reaping is reserved for those who will take the time to sow seed. Let me read just a little bit more. Oh, oh, hold on a second. I didn't finish. It says, there was no one to work the ground, but streams came up from the earth And watered the whole surface of the ground. And notice again in verse 6, he just had it ready. I want you to think about this year, 2017, as God having the ground ready. Brothers and sisters, the ground is ready. The ground is ready for us to be blessed. We're the children of the most high God. The ground is ready. Hallelujah. I hope you believe that. How many believe that he's the the chain breaker? And even if you've got chains, the ground is ready for your blessing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So let me read a little bit more to you. It says, then uh, the Lord God took the man, listen to this, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to everyone work it and take care of it. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And so God has created a world, okay? God has created a world. And I I was thinking the other day, my wife and I were um, uh, walking around an antique shop once, and uh, we saw this picture, and boy, do I regret not getting it. There was a a painting, it was kind of like a watercolor, and it was a farmer and his wife, and they were in the middle of the field, and the farmer had his hat off, and the wife was like this. And you got the impression from looking at, the, at this painting that what were they doing? They were praying for the harvest. They were praying. We say, man, we like this picture. We've got to come back. And then I forgot about it. You know, so. But anyway, the point is that every single day, all of our lives are like that. God created a world for us that if we will just take the time to sow, How many know when you sow, then you can also what? Reap. So let me say this real quickly, and I want to pray and make a couple of points. Number one, creation has a very specific design, okay? The world that God made has specific laws, and those laws are both physical and spiritual. He created an order, and the order was from seed to maturity, from seed to fruitfulness. Everyone say that with me, from seed to fruitfulness. That's God's order. You know, people say, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken came first, if you wanted to know, because God created the chicken, okay? But after that first pass, everything was by seed, everything, Everything was by seed. God did the creating, and then after that, everything that would grow would happen by seed. Okay, when a, when a child is born, it's because the father deposits a seed in the mother, and then it grows. When fruit comes out of a tree, it's because somewhere along the line, seed was put into the ground. Everything, the animal kingdom, everything around us is by seed. That is the world that he has created. Listen, later on in the book of Genesis, he would introduce the spiritual version of the same thing through the seed of Abraham. At a certain point, he got a hold of of a a man of God and he said, you are going to follow me, Abraham, you're going to be the father of faith. You see, and from your seed, from the seed of Abraham, a line is going to grow from your seed. And Abraham had a hard time giving birth to a child, but God told him, believe me, put your faith in me, and I'm going to give you a child. And from that child, there will be generations and generations of people that will be blessed by me. They will be the God followers on the earth. It's the seed of Abraham. And so this was not just the physical world, but it was even the spiritual world. And he said, if you will just put your faith in me, Abraham, then I will bless you and make you an amazing blessing. And how many know we are all, if you believe in Jesus, how many know we're all children of Abraham? We are the seed of Abraham, the father of our faith. And so I want to pray. I want to pray today. The title of my message today are Seeds of Faith. And I wanna encourage everyone. Hey, I know you know this, I know you know this, but can I tell you, a lot of people know things that they don't do, okay? They know a lot, but they do little, all right? And I wanna, I wanna say this to you, this is, a, this is a fundamental principle of God. This is the way of God. This is God's way. You see, and if you want to reap in your life and be blessed in your life, you have to understand that the kingdom of God is based on seeds of faith. So I want to pray now that God would help us Open our ears, because some people, they sow seeds of faith in one area of their life, but there are a lot of other areas that God, that are barren. And in 2017, how many know he doesn't want to have any barren area? He wants to make us fruitful in every area, and all we have to do is sow seeds of faith. So Father, thank you for this day and this time. God, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you for touching our brothers by your mighty power, oh God. That's what our faith declares in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, now that we sit before your word and we ask that you would feed us and grow us and strengthen us, God, by your mighty power. Let every family, let every home, let every heart and mind be affected by the Holy Spirit and by your truth. Hide me, Lord, behind the cross, And minister to your people, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 So reaping is reserved for the sower. And therefore, we want to take a good look at at, uh, these these, um, verses. Um, And even though this is simple and plain, this is very, very important. And I think the first thing that we need to focus on is how we receive the seed And the way we receive seeds is because God gives them to us. God gives us the gift of the seed in every aspect. In Genesis chapter 1, he says, I give you every seed-bearing plant. But he wasn't just talking about plants. He was talking about everything. Because God gives us everything. How many know we were singing, it's your breath in our lungs. How many know God even gives us breath? Every heartbeat comes from God. Amen. It all comes from God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, everything. I give you seed, every seed-bearing plant. He was, he was unfolding the way he would operate. Now look at what the Bible says in the New Testament in regards to seed. This is both... This is both uh, uh, physical and spiritual, it says, now he who supplies seed to the sower. Who is that? That's God the Father. It says, and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. Notice, notice, God increases seed. It says, will increase your store of seed and enlarge the harvest of your, everyone say this word with me, Righteousness. So notice, he starts in the physical realm, but he ends in the spiritual realm, because what we're talking about is that the seed is not only physical, but it's also spiritual, and it's a gift from God. And if you're going to have a great year, one of the things that has to happen is you have to start valuing the gift of the seed. Because the seed is a gift from God. Now, here's what people don't realize People don't realize that every day we live by faith, whether we like it or not, and every day we sow whether we like it or not. Already today, you've sown. And already today, you've, you, you've lived by faith. When you got in your car today, okay, and you got in your car to drive to church, how many you know you had faith that the brakes of that car would work? When you look at your, at your phone, you know, and you look at the time, you have faith that that's the right time. And on and on and on it goes. When you go to work, you have faith that if you go to work, you're going to get a paycheck. I, was, I, I told this a story earlier. Christy and I went on vacation once, and we, we went to an island. And when we were, we had to take one of those, uh, that was the first and last, I, I'll say in advance. We had to take one of those little putter jumper planes, you know, with the propellers and all that. And Chrissy and I were sitting right there, and the pilot is right there. How do we know that was the last trip we took like that? So she was not a happy camper. But anyway, when we were flying back, we got to the airport, we checked in, somebody took our things, they took our bags, and then we were waiting around and waiting around and, and nothing. And then all of a sudden, even the people at the counter were gone. And then I'm like looking around, I'm like, what's up with these people? So then I'm looking and I peeked down and I see on the outside, it was like outside there, we were on the inside, but outside there, are. Two pieces of luggage were just sitting there. And I was like, oh, snap, what's going on? So I was like, hey, keep an eye on those. And then I went over there and I saw the person. And it turns out they went on strike. And guess what? We ain't flying home. Oh. <laughs> right when we checked in, Ryan, it's like, come on, Lord. They went on strike. And so we had to get on another plane. We put our faith in all kinds of things every single day. Come on. And listen, every single day we sow seed whether we like it or not. We invest in something. We invest our time. We invest our energy. We invest our our gifts and our talents. It could be A or B or C, some good things, some not so good things. But every single day, whether we realize it or not, every time we have a meal, brothers and sisters, that is a seed in our health or our jacked upness. (laughs) Right? Right? Come on, hit that amen button. Right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The gift, the seed, is a gift from God. Do you believe that? When you wake up in the morning, do you recognize that every day is a gift from God? And every day is a new opportunity to sow good seed that your heavenly Father is waiting to bless. He's waiting to bless that seed. There is amazing potential. Do you realize that when you sow a seed, the entire potential of a tree is in that little seed? So you have this little seed, and this little seed has the potential to become a tree that will bear incredible fruit. You see, and it all started in that seed. And here's, here's, here's a, a thing for us to understand. The, why did the Lord do this? The Lord did, the, did this so that we can work and participate without being overwhelmed. God doesn't want you to be overwhelmed with your life. You know what he wants you to do? He wants you to just sow every day. Sow your seed. Some people live, they wait, 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 and then they try to do too much. You know? And then they try to cram. You can't cram life. You see? He, he doesn't want us to be overwhelmed. He just wants us to be faithful stewards, sowing every day seeds of faith, every day seeds of faith, knowing that our Heavenly Father will bless us if we sow. He knew. He knew that we would function best, listen, from small to large, from little to much, that is a principle of life. That's why when a child, we've said this a couple of weeks ago, when a child is small, you give them a little. The, the more they grow, the more responsibility you give them, but also the more authority you give them. That's the way life is. And this has all been designed by God. He's the one in every sense of the word. And that's why the Bible says in a prophecy, do not despise the day of small beginnings. And I'm here to tell you, if you recognize the seeds, the seed of God in your life, then don't despise what he wants to start. All you have to do is sow. When you first sow a seed, it goes under the ground and you don't see it. But how many know that's where the faith is? How many know if we will be faithful to sow the seed, God will be faithful to grow it and bear fruit from it? You can't be immature if you want to be a strong Christian. You know, when I was, a, all of us probably had that third grade experiment where you get a, a little bit of dirt in the clear glass, clear plastic glass, and they put that seed in. And then you bring it home. and You're like, Ma, look at this, Ma. And then you're like staring at it like, come on, what's going on there? You know? And then all of a sudden you go to sleep and you wake up and something came out of the ground. I don't know, that's the way it is. You do what you're called to do. And you wake up and you go to sleep and you do what you're called to do. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, snap, look at what the Lord has done. Come on, let's praise God for his goodness and his faithfulness. Hallelujah. And so when you recognize the gift of the seed, okay, this is very, very important. When you recognize the gift of the seed, all right, you have to understand that the law of faith is already built into the seed, you see? But not everyone exercises faith. And when you exercise faith, it it guides and it directs how you live and how you choose to sow. Because, like I said, you've put into operation the law of faith, but the problem is, is you really weren't operating in the faith that God wants you to operate in. You're trusting in man, you're trusting in, in mechanisms, you're, you're trusting in, in systems and structures, but I'm talking about trusting in something different. I'm talking about trusting in Jesus with your life. That's what I'm talking about, trusting the Lord. How does a kid become godly? You know, do you like, do you like have a child and then wait till they're 18 and then say, you know what, for three months We're gonna go away to a mountain and I'm gonna tell you everything I know about the Bible. How many know that doesn't work? (laughs) Right? You know what works? Every day praying, every day the child hears you praising God. Every day that by God the child hears you talking about God and they could be like, "Oh, please." And it doesn't matter. It's like I remember telling our kids, "All right, come on. We're going to have a family meeting." They're like, "Oh, family meeting." Doesn't matter. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Hallelujah. Sooner or later. Sooner or later, God is going to get them. Hallelujah. Sooner or later. You know why? Because the seed is inside of them. You have placed that seed inside of them by faith, and God is faithful. I tell parents all the time, they can run, but they can't hide. When we pray, we win. Hallelujah. We win. We win. We win. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. Sow the seed when they're young, and when they're old. Okay? They won't depart from it. When push comes to shove. You know, I didn't mention this in the first service, but I think about Hezekiah had a son who was pretty wicked. His name was Manasseh. He was a spoiled brat rebel is what he was. He was a spoiled brat rebel. His father was a man of God, but he was a spoiled brat rebel. And uh, um and, and Hezekiah died and he became king. And he did, the Bible says that he did more things to incite the anger of God than any king before. And so you know what God said? Listen to me, I'm gonna deal with you. Okay, so he put a hook in his nose or in his jaw, I forget, and he dragged him off to prison. And while he was there in prison, this is one of my favorite stories of the Bible, the ways of God. They're so powerful. So there when, he's, when he's, he's like looking at his life and he's ruined everything. Even though his father prayed and saw God and, and miracles and God fought for his father. God did all of these things for his father. But he decided I'm going to be a rebel. You know. I know probably there's no one here like that. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when that hook was in his nose and when he found himself in prison. Here's what the Bible said. The Bible said that he looked up to God and said, God, have mercy. And listen, because of the seed of faith that was inside of him. You see, a seed of faith had been sown in in that young boy. He saw it, and at a certain point... When he came to the end of himself, he decided, I can't do this on my own anymore. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of myself. And he reached up to God. And the Bible says that the minute he reached out to God, how many know the Bible? true and says his mercies are new every morning? God forgave him. God got him out of prison. God put him back into the, into the throne, and he was king again. Hallelujah. You know why? Because some parent prayed. And they were faithful to serve God and to sow the seed of faith. So what we have to recognize, first and foremost, is that the seed is a gift from God and we need to sow it by faith. Okay? So that's, that's the first thing. And that brings me to the second thing. When we say sow it by faith, it means that you have to use the seed. You have to use the seed that God gives you. God gives us all seed, time, energy, strength, resources, minds, bodies. We have to actually use that seed because how many know if you don't sow it, okay, you're not going to what? Reap it. You're not going to grow it. Amen. That rhymes better. Next sermon, I'm going to say that, bro. If you don't sow it, you can't grow it. You got to sow it. Amen. Look at what the Bible says here. Okay? The Bible says the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. He was in paradise, but he didn't say, hey, you're in paradise. I've got this nice reclining chair and an umbrella, and somebody's gonna come and bring you um, virgin pina coladas. <laughs> you know? That's not what he said. He said, work. He said, be like me, be active. He said, use what I've put inside of you. Do you realize that God gains great pleasure when you operate in who he made you to be? He looks and goes, look at my daughter. Look at my son. When we're doing what God has called us to do, he has great pleasure what parent doesn't. What parent doesn't see their child studying or, 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 or being part of something, doing something and not get pleasure from that when they're doing what God made them to be. How do we know that's the way God feels about us? We have to use the seed. We have to recognize sowing is a universal principle. It applies to every aspect of life. Every day, everything we do really is sowing a type of seed. And seeds are congruent with their kind. So if you sow bitter seed, what type of fruit do you get? Bitter fruit. If you sow banana seed, how many know you're not going to get grapes or mangoes? What do you get? Bananas. Every aspect, physical, emotional, spiritual. Listen, a a, a little couple days ago, one of the sisters in the church said to me, hey, pastor, guess what? I actually said to Christy and I, guess what? I just came from the gym. And and you know what I did? I stepped on the scale. And she said, I'm so blessed today. In one year, I've lost 53 pounds. And I said, I said, you lost 50 pounds? And she said, don't take those three from me. (laughs) 53 (laughs) pounds. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I said, uh, How'd you do? And I actually heard someone else say, hey, how'd you do that? And they said, you know what? First thing, it was the Lord's help because I had to change. So I needed the Lord to help me to change, okay? And I started doing things differently, in some cases, things that I didn't want to do. And I would go to the gym in the beginning, and my legs were hurting. I was tired, and I wanted to cry, and I, sometimes I was even angry, But you know what, I just stayed on that treadmill and I did the things little by little and then all of a sudden I started to get on the treadmill and do certain exercises and I started to feel good and it was like feeling happy. You know, how does that happen? Seeds, day by day. Well, every time I went to a meal instead of like like trying to get people to help me and all that, I just realized the Holy Spirit can help me to modify what I eat. Every single meal I can modify what I eat. Reaping is reserved for the sower. And so she, she was sowing and sowing and sowing 53 pounds. That's the way it is. I was talking to Henry. Henry is a, uh, uh, a professional basketball player, and he said that his coach in um, high school said this to him, 10 minutes a day and your weakness will become a strength. Oh snap. Amen to that one. <laughs> 10 minutes a day and your weakness will become a strength. Meaning that all we have to do is 10 minutes a day. Now he was talking about basketball. So let's say a basketball player has a weak left hand. So 10 minutes a day of extra practice dribbling with that left hand and all of a sudden, wow, people will say one day, what a great left hand. In fact, Pastor Jake was telling me, he was listening to the radio and there was a guy in a game who went nuts in the fourth quarter. They were down by I don't know how many and he brought them, he tied the game. I think they won the game. And Pastor Jake says, I know that guy. He's from Illinois. And he turned to somebody that he was with. He said, in high school, that guy didn't even start. He didn't even start on his high school basketball team. But you know what? I do remember this about him. I remember... That when we used to, uh, uh, our practices used to start at 1 o'clock. And so there was like, a, um, uh, I forget what he called it, but there was like open gym from 9 to 12. And a lot of good guys would come. So even before practice, we would go to play with these good guys, some college guys. And, uh, and when I would get there at 9 o'clock, he was already there sweating like a pig. And then when we would finish our practice, he was still there afterwards. And so somehow, someway, he went to a junior college. He didn't go to a a, a superstar college, but little by little, sowing seed, sowing seed. Now all of a sudden, that guy is on an NBA basketball team and he's putting it on them. And you know why he's putting it on them? It's because reaping is reserved for the sower. How many know if we sow, God will bless us and we will also reap? All of life. That's the way life is, that's the way it works. And your finances, listen, your finances are the same exact thing. Here, I want to put up a quick verse for you in regard to your finances. Dishonest money dwindles away, the Bible says. In other words, money that you get fast and that you don't deserve. People want money that they don't deserve all the time. You know, they want it quick. And they want money that they don't deserve. Money that we don't deserve, it just flies away. It says, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. How do you save money? Little by little. Okay? Little by little. That's how you save money. You save money by saying one day, you know what, I'm cutting my credit cards up. Lord, I'm going to stop buying things that I can't buy. I knew that machine (laughs) is all jacked up, that machine. I knew it would get quiet. But listen to me. Listen, guys, it's that simple. Here, let me give you a principle of counseling that goes, leave that up for a second. Same finance as anything. I learned this many, many years ago. When people come with a problem, you know, a couple comes with a problem, all right? I used to say this, this is messed up, right? You've got all of this ugly fruit, let's say, in your marriage, or you've got all of this ugly fruit in your life. Why? Because you've sown in the wrong field and you've sown the wrong seed. So what do you do? What you do is you give no more sunlight to that field. You give no more water to that field. You don't put any more seed in that field. How many know if that seed gets no light, no water, no more seed? How many know that field will die? Okay? Now, If you, at the same time, start sowing good seed in your marriage, good seed in your relationship, good seed in different areas of your life, even though there were all of this ugly stuff in 2016, brothers and sisters, reaping is reserved for the sower. If you will sow that good seed, your heavenly Father wants to bless you. All you have to do, little by little, day by day, God is able to make all things grow. And I want to give you this piece of advice. If you don't have a budget, okay? okay, that is foolishness. Because if you don't know where your money is going, then it surely will not go to the right places. You just have to take responsibility for your finances. you got to say, I'm not going to do this, but I am going to do this. How many believe there's a blessing in what I'm talking about? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Every area, emotional, uh, relational, marriage, every, every area of our lives, spiritual. We'll talk, we're gonna talk about spiritual a little bit more next week, but spiritual, even spiritual things, it's little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept. The Bible says, look at this. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says, Now this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Whoever uses the seed, okay, and uses it a lot in the right way, how many know they're going to reap a lot? So part of what we're asking for, and I'm going to let you go momentarily, but listen, okay, part of what we're praying for is that when you leave today, we're going to pray now. But when you leave today, you're going to leave thinking about the fields of your life. And you're going to leave here thinking about the seed that God has placed in your hands. Okay? Every day is a beautiful field. And who you are and your time and your resources are all the seed that you can sow. Okay? If your marriage is messed up, start sowing seeds of kindness and love and service. Watch things change. Of seeds of blame. Whatever it is, whatever area it is, reaping is reserved for the sower. Amen? Amen. And before we go to the close, let me just say this. Okay, I have found that those who sow on a consistent basis, they blame less, they resent less, they feel less powerless. The moment you start to really sow seed, Faith starts to rise in your heart, you know, because you know you're sowing in faith. And and if I could touch on this, guys, listen, I'm saying this because I love you as your pastor, all right? I didn't practice this in the beginning, and then when I did, it was life-changing. When the offering basket goes by, I'm so excited to put something in. You know, what? I'm not giving to this church. And I happen to be this pastor, so I'm not giving to me. Don't give to a church. Don't give to a man. Give to God, who's your provider, who's faithful, who's kind and loving. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you give. The Bible says, give and it shall be given. Press down, shaken together, and running over. How many want some of that running over type of blessing in your life? Give. There's something powerful and wonderful and freeing. It's like, God, I put you first this month. I remember. I put you first this month. Hallelujah. I tithe. I gave to you, God. I feel so good. Hallelujah. I don't know I'm going to pay these bills, but praise God our God is faithful. And how many know our God comes through when we put him first? How many would say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every area of our life. It's the same thing. Seeds, they give us hope and expectation. They really should do that. And then here's the last thing. We need to remember that the seed comes with the promise of God. The seed is backed by the promise of God, by the word of God. Look at what the word of God says in Galatians. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And then it says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, everyone say proper time. time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Here's the challenge of sowing seeds of faith. When you sow seeds of faith, there is a waiting period, okay? And that waiting period has an element of mystery to it, but we know that the Bible says if you sow in faith, you're going to reap, okay? But well, sometimes you have to wait. Don't become weary. Some people sow for three days, and they said, oh, this is not working, then they go back. That's kind of third grade, guys, Okay? How many know we got to move past third grade living? We got to grow up. And you never know, you never know, some seeds, for some reason, they get delayed. The kingdom, the, the, the plant kingdom is like that. Uh, when, when our church was like five or six years old, Paul Martin came, and I was telling him, Brother Martin... We're in this building, and we don't have parking, and, and the alderman won't talk to me, and we're trying to move. And every time we knock on a door, this thing is, and we're praying and praying and praying, and, and, and God is good. He's moving. People are getting saved, but man. And he said to me, Al, listen to me. Let me tell you something about the, uh, 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 about, about the, the plant world. He said some things, they grow down before they grow up. Listen and he gave me the example of the bamboo plant the bamboo plant when you put it in it actually grows down before it grows up so year 1 it might be little thing year 2 little thing year somewhere between 3 and 4 because the 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 roots so it, that's not the right name but because the roots go down deep deep all of a sudden in one year it can grow six feet seven feet ten feet and that little thing all of a sudden ends up 15 20 feet because at a certain point God is able to release his blessing on our seed and we don't really understand the when or the why now I want to close with uh, with this illustration that is like it's like right here and now okay so When we moved into this building, we applied for something called New Market Tax Credits. I got to close fast. Help me, Lord. And um, we got a million dollars that we didn't have to pay back. It was an arduous process, but by the grace of God, we got it. Well, over the last 60 days, we've been working like crazy. We've been in, in the midst of another application, and Uh, We'll kind of come up with all the details later. But we've we've been, it's a process where you cross this line, then you cross that line. So we've been crossing a couple lines. God's been opening doors. You know, all of a sudden I called the alderman. And the alderman from here has been such a blessing to us. And I called him and he was excited. Then we called the, the mayor's office. And when I called the mayor's office, the guy picks up. The phone and there's like a, a guy who connects with the faith community. And I said, "Hey, my name's Al Toledo. I'm from Chicago Tabernacle. Um, I'm not sure if you know our church or not." And he basically, he basically in a gracious way said, "No, I really don't." I was like, "Thanks, you know." And uh, <laughs> so, so I talked to him a little more and was saying, you know, I've I've done different things. I've prayed at this for the mayor's office, you know, saying begging like, "Please help me," you know, you know what I'm saying. So. So at a certain point, he goes, oh, wait a second. He goes, you go to Scott's church. I mean, you're the pastor of Scott's church, right? And he was like, Scott Castle." I was like, yes. He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, hallelujah for Scott Castle, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, I said, brother, could you help me? This is what all of a sudden, two days, I'm in the mayor's office with Pastor Matt. And he called all of these people, building department, this department, this and that. And when we get there, okay, when we get there and we start talking, all right, he's not talking about our project. He said, man, I love Scott Casto." <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Amen. Okay, And I got permission from Scott. Scott's here, I got permission to tell you the story. So he said, I love Scott Casto." He said, you know, I used to go to, when I was a, 30 years ago, when I went, was a freshman, I, I think he said when I was a freshman in college, I was one of the first African-American guys on campus. I didn't know how I was going to be received and the whole deal. And uh, right out of the chute, Scott came up to me one day. said, hey, man, how you doing? He says, hey, come to my Bible study. I mean, I have the details perfect. Come to my Bible study. This night. And he said, and he just took me in like a, he's like, who me? He's like, yeah, man, you love you love, you the Lord, right? Yeah, well, come on, man. And they go, and, and so on and on and on, he's going about Scott Castle. Right, so Scott Casto was—I don't know what year he was in college. Um, were you married yet? No. no. So listen, check this out. This is this is for all of us. This is for today. Okay. So in 1984, which was 33 years ago, I got saved in 1984. Okay, that's the year I got saved. So in 1984. Because Scott grew up and his parents taught him to love God and he chose to love God, right? This is before he was married. This is before he had kids. This is before he had a job. But Scott was being the man at that time that God was calling him to be in college. And you know what? We, we live in a very segregated city. But how many know that the body of Christ should never be segregated? We should love all people. We shouldn't see any of that nonsense. Amen. Come on, let's say amen to that one at least. Hallelujah. You know what? You don't realize, but every day we sow. And so he takes the brother in and so on and so forth. And the guy's telling me how Scott Castle made him uh, feel, right? 33 years ago. And Scott had no idea, okay, that he was sowing seed into a church that he wouldn't even go to for 30 years. He had no idea that God was going to use that moment of Christian love and kindness, okay, to impact a moment, okay, for a church that's trying to reach people, that's in a challenging neighborhood, that wants to open up a community center and want kids who, who come from isolated families and wants to minister to them and wants them to feel like God's house is their house. He had no idea. And here, here's what happens. So we go before these people, and he's there, and we're talking. He's on the phone, and I'm trying to, you know, sow seed into him and all this kind of stuff. And and he's going, Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, snap, Lord. Come on, Scott castle right? And uh, and, uh and then the person they sit in front of him, and as soon as they sat in front of him, this guy began to fight for Chicago Tabernacle. It was so powerful; you would thought you'd have thought he was a deacon at this church or something. Hallelujah! How many know seeds are powerful? They're powerful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Scott, stand up with your wife and your kids. Come on, let the whole family stand up. Come on, reaping. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You realize God wants to use every single one of us like that this week. Every single one of us. God wants to use you. Reaping is reserved for the sower. And it all begins by saying, God, I want to give my life to you. I want to give my time, my resources, my energy. Lord, I want to be fruitful and I want to multiply. Everyone stand. We don't have a lot of time. I want you to take hands across the aisle. Come on, let's take hands across the aisle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we usually pray for the blessing of God, and we want to pray for that, but here's what we're going to pray. We want to pray that God would help us to be wise sowers. Help us to sow, God. All over, come on, begin to pray left and to the right. Help us to sow, God. Let this be the most powerful year of sowing. Reaping is reserved for the sower, God. God, let women sow this year. Let men sow, oh God. Let marriages sow, oh God. God of this building. Help us to sow, oh God, for your glory and for your honor, God. Help us to sow, O oh Lord.